Well, a very good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. My name is Connor Halley. Brandon Douglas alongside with me. we got to get that log fixed up. Uh, the Kevin Carrius Show. We are not quite the Kevin Carrius Show. That's uh, that's big shoes to fill, but we're going to do our best to talk all things fantasy football in the next hour here on Fantasy Frenzy. We're coming to you live from the Stingray Studios out in West Edmonton Mall. Love the people walking by waving hello. It's uh, it's a fishbowl, but we love it. Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall. You can check out WillHawkBeefJerky.com. We know Trent down at Wilhawk, big Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, you know what? I, I think I spoke a little bit too early when we talked about this in the first show. I said I stayed away from the Cowboys in fantasy. I actually did take CD Lamb. So, you know what? I'm still learning my guys, still learning my squad, and uh, hoping for big things from CD Lamb this season. Brandon, good morning. How are you doing? Very good, as always, Connor. Happy. Uh, it's always a good day when I'm in here in the studio with uh, Kevin and and now yourself. Yeah, I mean, hey, we're we're trying to keep it keep it going here throughout the day. Of course, we've got the lowdown with low tide starting at noon, and then the Jason Greger show from two to six. We've got a big show. We'll let you know what's going on throughout the day here on Sports fourteen forty. But right now, it's all things fantasy, and uh, we are very fortunate today. We've got one of the best in the industry joining us here on the program in about twenty minutes time. Marcus Grant of NFL media. He's also on the Matthew Berry podcast, uh, talking like fantasy life. He's awesome. He's super friendly, super knowledgeable, and uh, he's been really good to us here in the city. So happy to have uh, Marcus joining us in about 20 minutes time. Uh, we'll preview game number one of the 2023 NFL season goes down in Kansas City tonight. Chiefs looking to defend their title, the Detroit Lions. And I mean, the Detroit Lions for a long time. I'm sorry if you're a Lions fan. Maybe a bit of the lot laughing stock of the league. It wasn't taken too serious. Dan Campbell gets hired, talks about biting kneecaps and wanting a lion at their games in a cage. And it does look like they're starting to turn things around. They were fantastic down the stretch last year. Jared Goff was playing some great football at the quarterback position. And now they look to make that continue and uh, take a run here because obviously the Vikings will be tough. The Bears look to be improving. The Packers, uh, they're kind of a mystery. But that uh, whole division, it's its going to be something. And it really speaks to what the league thinks of the Lions to put them in this season opener. You don't want a dud. The league obviously thinks the Lions are going to be pretty good. So we will see what happens tonight out in Kansas City. Uh, if you're looking for somewhere to go watch that game, the Canadian Brew House, uh, Brandon, you're, you might go watch the game at a brew house, right? Oh, I might, uh, Connor. In fact, I will be. Yeah, down at <laughs> down at Ellerslie, uh, Ellerslie location at Canadian Brew House tonight. Um, you'll be rolling in uh, ahead of kickoff time. Get get settled in. Make sure I get a good spot. Great view of the TV and. Please come join me. I'd, I'd love to have you come pop by, say hello, uh, sit down, enjoy a beverage with me. Mm-hmm. I know you're a big fan of the the chocolate cake. Oh man, the oh it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't. I it's so good. It's so good. And you know what? Once I actually uh, for my now wife's birthday, I went down there and I I asked if I could buy a full cake, and uh, yeah, they made it happen. So that that is a possibility. If you want to go buy a full cake lasted us way too long and it's just it's so good so yeah go see brandon down at the ellersley location i might swing by as well uh, maybe he'll buy you a pop who knows i um, you know i don't want to put words in his mouth but he might be able to take care of you of course one of our favorite parts about this show is the interaction with you the listener so give us a text one 401 
888-900-3440. Make sure you put your name on the text and uh, we'll get back to you. We've got some texts already coming in here asking us questions about what they should do and we'll get to those in a second here. I do want to let you know though, of course, we've got our survivor pool and I believe the deadline to join is actually not till Saturday or Sunday morning because you can still get in on the week one slate of games. But it's uh, it's very simple. You just have to pick a winner and if your team wins you survive you move on to the next week and you just cannot pick the team that you've selected already so you can't pick the chiefs every week you know you can't pick a powerhouse like the chargers every week you got to go on and uh, find a new team each week of the nfl season we're gonna hook the winner up with some sort of prize we don't know exactly what it is yet you might get a trophy it might be like a wwe belt we'll find something and continue this on going forward brandon uh we were talking about what we wanted to get to on the show today and you mentioned a, a bit of a horror story you had last night. You joined into a league and uh, it didn't go well. So I, I just want to start off by saying that's going to be our topic today. Let us know at our text line, one 401 Fantasy football horror stories in the draft. I will say uh, we were in here on Monday, Brandon, and I was doing a draft and I did miss one of my picks and I ended up drafting uh, it was an auto draft but two defenses so I had the Niners and then I, I randomly had the Steelers defense wasn't mad about it those two teams are going head to head in week one but uh, obviously made a move and dropped the Steelers defense might look back pick them up later but that was about as bad as it got for me your your horror story regarding a draft quite worse yeah the one of my very good friends uh, shout out to Chucky Slick he, he got asked very last minute to take over a team in a keeper fantasy league and uh, I guess for some reason he thinks that I would have some insight on helping him draft it he despite he plays in several leagues of his own uh, but uh, this show in a, even only in its infancy three days in has apparently already provided us with some notoriety I'll just <laughs> tell people right now um, I am wrong a lot so take everything I say with a grain of salt but regardless Slick asked me to, to help him do his draft last night and uh, we did not have all the information going in like said taking over a keeper uh, a team three players no first round keepers he made the selections they they and i had some input on they were okay just like looking for value in some of the later rounds but compared to the the team we we're taking over was not very good um but what we did not know until we were ready to make the pick is that we did not have a second round pick it had been <laughs> traded away this past season but you know instead we had two 15th round picks yeah so that's where you find the gold that's where you find the gems right <laughs> but uh that uh, not having the second round pick and not realizing it until a 45 second timeline per pick in this draft is just flying by kind of we didn't didn't do the preparation necessary in the draft room and uh, this this squad that he ended up with i won't list out the full thing of names for everybody because uh, it's a little um, tiresome to do that but afterwards he got a draft grade i know some sites do this for for their managers after the draft's over he gets a draft grade of a c which, you know, in traditional thinking, that is average. That's a C's get degrees, as they say. Yeah. Uh, however, his projected record on this season in a 12-team league, 0-14. Not great. Not great. And I'm going to take a little bit of onus on it. Uh, but once again, it's just you talk about fantasy horror stories. We had a, somebody texting yesterday, tried to click on a player's stats just to take a look. Ended up drafting him instead way too early in a, in a draft or something along those lines. So, yeah, text us, uh, text us in one 401 with maybe some of your uh, fantasy horror stories, whether it be draft-related um, or, or something else. So we'd love to hear from you. I, with the draft grades comes the projected standings, right? And that's what you know. What you you saw your record. So take this. 
I did two drafts, both my projected standings, first place, 13 and one records. So high expectations. Your team on the flip side goes into this thing with low expectations. Like, Hey, we win one game and it's, it's a keeper, right? Like a dynasty league. So you're continuing on. So that's good. Like you're, you're rebuilding. <laughs> it's uh yeah the the three player keeper but and i'm looking at it uh, the final roster is like i don't know if we're gonna want to keep any of these guys uh <laughs> except for maybe you know um a, a flyer on on kareem hunt and with one of our two 15th round picks you know getting the gems not with a team yet but some rumors still swirling you know will he land in indianapolis things like that uh, a terrific player if he can land somewhere um and have a great season who knows might be worth uh, using a keeper pick on as a 15th rounder yeah you know there's a few guys like that. I mean, where are they going to end up? How quickly can you fit in? I think Latavius Murray might be the best example of a guy who just could go anywhere and score like two touchdowns every game. He he gets in there for those goal line carries. It seems like, you know, the starting back always seems to fade away right as they approach the red zone and in goes Latavius. So, hey, maybe that could be your guy. Maybe Len, Len, Fournette. Leonard Fournette's another guy, right? He's out there. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Hey, there, there's depth at the running back position. And that was actually, we got a question on Twitter uh, from Gord last night about who are some waiver wire pickups. We're going to ask Marcus Grant that question. You know, if you need a running back, who are some guys that are out there that might be serviceable? And that's what I like about the NFL. I mean, there's a lot of times, and I, I can say watching last year, I had Nick Chubb. So you had he and Kareem Hunt. And as they'd march down the field, you know, I would be like, no, I, I, we don't need a Nick Chubb 20-yard run. We need him to be, you know, fresh when they get to the red zone. And a lot of times they'd march to the 15, and he'd go off, and Kareem Hunt would march in. I'd be so frustrated. Like, I need these majors. I, I don't need these 10-yard runs. I need touchdowns. And, yeah, that's that's something to watch for, that you can always count on some teams to have that goal line back that they love and, and certainly count in on that one. Oh, uh, we've got one here from Jordan in Calgary. As far as nightmares go, I saw someone on sleep draft. Maybe on sleep mode? Sleep mode, maybe? Kelsey, Cup, and Taylor with their first three picks. So Travis Kelsey, we'll, we're going to wait to the last moment to give an update on Travis Kelsey, so maybe there's some new information, but looks like he's going to give it a go tonight. Cooper Cup, that hamstring injury, he went to go see a specialist in Minnesota. That's never good news. And then Jonathan Taylor, obviously, out for the first four weeks of the season. I took him in one of my drafts in the seventh round. But, you man, you take him in the third round, that's a little bit tough. Yeah, Jordan, that is a nightmare for sure. We've got Spaghetti. Love the name. Also got A-plus on both my drafts. Predicted to go 14-1. and one. Let's go. I'm with you, man. We have high expectations now. I mean, we it's going to be tough to live up to them, but we shall see. Ooh, we've got, <laughs> yeah, um, we've got uh, some baseball ones coming in here from Raider Jesse. My buddy drafted Madison Baumgartner first overall in our baseball league a couple of years ago. He was distracted by his wife, and he was just putting his late round sleepers in his list for later. That's a tough scene. Madison Baumgartner had some good years. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go first overall. Uh, yeah, we'll, we should do some baseball talk as well. Uh, let's talk about drafting a quarterback in the first round. No name on that one. Send your name in so we can uh, put you into the system here on the 1440 text machine. What's your opinion on that? I mean, if it's a 12-team league and you get to maybe pick 11 or 12, would you look at a Mahomes or a Jalen Hurts or... Are you staying away from the quarter? Well, actually, you know, you told us once about your quarterback strategy, right? Uh, well, that's in my 
super flex league where every team is going to take two quarterbacks. And yeah, my theorized strategy of just waiting until the end and getting two legitimate starters, like you can't wait till the last two rounds and some guys are already starting to take a third quarterback as a bench play or something. But in in a standard like non-keeper, non-dynasty, regular format, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a quarterback first because once again, you kind of have those I would say three guys that are maybe above everyone else in Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts. Uh, Mahomes because he is the best player in the NFL on Hurts and Allen with their running abilities, um, and especially like on goal line situations for mm-hmm. touchdown op- uh, opportunities. I'm not against the idea. Uh, I just think because the court, like if you're not getting one of those players though, then of course you, you like like I said in my superflex, you can wait much later and get a similar type quarterback that is probably going to put up similar points um, in the 12th round as you might get if you're going to reach for somebody and say like the third or something, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've played in some interesting leagues in my time. Ben Roethlisberger was never like the sexy pick towards the end of his career, but he'd still finish the season with, you know, 35 touchdowns. Like it still could still find a way to make it happen. So I, I, I feel like, you know, you don't have to go first round. You don't have to go second round, but I don't know. I, I still want an upper echelon. Like you mentioned kind of the big three, but I think, you know, if you get Joe Burrow, if you get Justin Herbert, you're probably okay. There's going to be a lot more out there. Trevor Lawrence is a guy who's, you know, improving. There, There's guys out there. So yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. Maybe we'll talk to Marcus about that, see what he thinks. If you're doing like an eight-team league, like one of mine, then certainly you're not taking a quarterback. But yeah, you get into those 10, 12 teams, I'll look at it. Uh, DK says, Sky Moore over 44 and a half yards tonight. Thoughts? Sky Moore, receiver for the Chiefs. Life too short to bet the under, baby. Go for it. You know, that's, <laughs> Sky Moore's explosive. That could be like, that could be a slant that he breaks for a big play. So of course you go over. What do you think? I I would sprinkle that for sure. I don't know if I'd be. I don't know if I'd be going like a full unit on it per se, but uh, I would sprinkle that line. I'm. I, it's got brought up several times throughout the morning. Kevin and I had Dave Scretta. For, he's a writer for the Chiefs down there tonight, and he's he's really propping up Kadarius Tony. Is going to be mm-hmm. leaned on very heavily. Um, I, I just I have a hard time believing in Sky Moore, and I mentioned this on a previous show. Like after you watch him muff that many punts, it's tough to have confidence in a guy until you see him. Um, you know, not do that anymore. And I understand catching punts is different than being a, a legitimate every down wide receiver, but still you, you lose faith in a guy a little bit watching him do that several, several punts in a row. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I like Kadarius Tony. I think that's a fantastic pick as well. Another guy who could turn a, a screen into 30 yards very quickly. Uh, text line one eight three three four zero one one four four zero. It's fantasy frenzy. Hallie and Douglas with you presented by Wilhawk beef jerky. Send those texts into the show. We'll get to them. Lance says, uh, and we'll jump over to hockey here because this is not a fantasy football show. This is everything fantasy. Lance says, the current talk in my hockey pool league is if McDavid should be banned from being picked, do you think there are some players that shouldn't be allowed to be picked? Now, I, I heard back in the day, Wayne Gretzky, his points were only worth half. So if he's put up 200 points in leagues, you'd only give 100 because he was too dang good. What do you think about McDavid being banned? Because that the first pick in an NHL draft is massive. Yeah, the, in the past, I think, two years playing in a few different uh, hockey leagues with different formats and stuff, I have every one of those leagues has been won by whoever owns Connor McDavid start to finish. It's it's a genuine cheat code at this point. 
Uh, banning him, I'm not sure. It's just you you kind of have to, if you don't have that first pick, really be savvy about working working around that option because you're still going to get great players at, at two and three, whether it be a guy like Leon Dreisaitl yeah. or uh, go down the list. Uh, how many guys put up 100 points last year? Uh, there's tons of great, great players we have. Banning one player, I'm not necessarily on board with that, but it's, like I said, the... The results speak for themselves, at least in the leagues I've played in, that whoever has Connor McDavid has, has come out victorious. Uh, very quickly from Jim, where do you think Connor Bedard belongs in a draft? I mean, I, I've seen people kind of put this the over-under at like, I've seen it vary from like 60 to 80 points. I mean, if it's a keeper league, you're taking him very high, obviously. But uh, if it's a one-year thing, I don't know. Well, we're going to get into the hockey drafts probably next week. We wanted to focus pretty heavy on football right now. Do you got any pick for Connor Bedard? You mentioned some of the lines for his point totals this year. I believe his goal total is set uh, at over under 32.5 for his rookie season. And this guy is is the best prospect we've seen since Connor McDavid and, you know, uh, pegged as a generational talent. Even still, I think people underestimate how hard it is to score 30 goals, (laughs) get 80 points as a rookie player in the league. And even when you are as gifted as Connor Bedard is, um, with the release, the shot, you name it, I've gotten to several arguments over the summer here with with friends of mine and, and people um, having similar discussions about what exactly his ceiling is as a rookie. And I'd say if he can hit 30 goals at all, that is terrific. So in terms of draft placement, like you said, keeper league, 100%. You're, you're jumping on that early and, and reaping the rewards for probably years to come. But in a standard league, somebody's, regardless of your own thoughts, somebody is going to take them very early. So if you're thinking yeah. about grabbing them late, you won't be able to because somebody has convinced themselves that he's going to win the Art Ross and Rocket <laughs> Richard this year. He's going to be selected, and there's going to be like five people right after him thinking, oh, should have pulled the trigger around earlier. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. And like I said, we're going to talk all fantasy sports. We'll be doing lots of NHL stuff. We'll make it interactive as well. Uh, not a fantasy question, but why are the Cowboys in the NFC East? By uh, From Ed via Siri. Thanks for being responsible, Ed. Appreciate that. Don't want to be texting and driving. Uh, that's a good question. I think it's just the history. Uh, and they're, they're kind of south or central, and that's just kind of the way things go. I mean, I'd love to see Kansas City out of the AFC West only be for like geographical reasons. No, no other reason. I just don't want the Chiefs in the AFC West when they're clearly in the Central. Uh, we had another one here asking about the link for our Survivor Pool. Uh, if you want to hop in the Survivor Pool, just send us a text, one 401 1440 and we'll pop that link over your way. You sign up, you pick your team, and you are good to go. Uh, Brandon, we'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll be joined by Marcus Grant of NFL Media. Answer a lot of your questions because they are flooding the inbox right now. And uh, yeah, we'll get his thoughts on what's going on tonight out in Kansas City as well. You're listening to Fantasy Frenzy presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky on Sports 1440. Yes, it is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. The best beef jerky in Alberta. Check them out, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. They've got locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall, where we are located. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. If you'd like to chime in with some questions for our next guest, Marcus Grant, you can do so at one 401 I do want to let you guys know we do have some uh, tickets to give away. For the Huskies Wildcats game, that's Sunday, September 10th at JP Bowl. Game gets going at 1 o'clock. It'd be $15 to get in, but we'll send you there for free. They've got $5 beers and a really nice gesture here. Anyone that is evacuated from the Northwest Territories due to the wildfires, bring your ID, you get in for free. So a nice way to go watch some football. And if you'd like to go to that game, text in right now to our text line, one 401 
888-344-1440. Just text in beer. If we see beer, we will reply to you. And uh, we're just going to ask for your name and email. Let us know, and we'll send you to that game. It's simple as that. Uh, right now, though, let's get to our fantasy wizard brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Join the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. You can go down to the Ellerslie location tonight and watch with our very own Brandon Douglas. We bring in Marcus Grant from NFL Media, among other places. Marcus, good afternoon or good morning. You're, you're on the West Coast, right? Yeah, I, uh, it is still morning here, So, but uh, happy football day to you guys. Oh, happy football day to you as well. It's so awesome to be back here, and uh, everyone's fired up, not only for the game tonight, but their fantasy. I know there's bets being made. you got the daily fantasy. Uh, I want to ask you about uh, a quarterback that's playing tonight, but not Patrick Mahomes. Jared Goff, to wrap up the season last year, I mean, he was on an absolute roll. I think it was like the final eight or nine games. He didn't throw an interception. He had three games where he threw three touchdowns. When you look at Jared Goff, I mean, he, he doesn't get a whole lot of love in that upper echelon conversation, but if you're going into a season, maybe it's it's a deep league or you're starting quarterbacks on a bye week, how good of an option is Jared Goff right now? He really is. Uh, I mean, I, I sort of like him, and I've been drafting him as kind of one of those fringe QB1s. Uh, maybe not a guy that I feel comfortable starting every single week, but a guy that I definitely wouldn't mind having on my roster. On the team's where maybe I waited to draft a quarterback, uh, I definitely would, would target him, right? If, if, if maybe there were teams where I, I went after Anthony Richardson because I love the upside, the rushing ability potentially for him, but I also wanted somebody that I felt like could give me a more stable floor week to week. And so a guy like Jared Goff definitely fits into that. So uh, tonight, actually, look, if depending on your situation, if, if you're not so sure about your quarterback's matchup or, uh, you know, or if you're playing in a two quarterback league, this is a great opportunity to start him against the Kansas City Chiefs, a game that I expect is going to be high scoring and one where I think the Lions are going to have to throw the football a lot to try and stay close here. So there are weeks you can definitely use Jerry Goff in this field, one of them. Marcus, uh, obviously the big headline going to this game tonight from a fantasy perspective is Travis Kelsey and kind of the uncertainty surrounding him. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes does have a lot of other weapons around him, but it, it might be a bit of a risk because you just don't know who he's going to be targeting in this week one matchup. But if you had to pick one receiver or you could say tight end uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs that you think could thrive tonight, who would it be? I really started to buy into the Sky Moore hype. And I know last year a lot of people were excited about him. And it just didn't really work out, I think, the way we anticipated. He just did not get on the field consistently uh, on a team that really was, I won't say struggling, but didn't have uh, a, a for real bona fide number one receiver. But this year, Juju Smith-Schuster is gone. There's been a lot of talk that Sky Moore has progressed noticeably and that he really could be an every-down receiver this year. And then you throw in the fact, as you mentioned, right now, Travis Kelsey is a game-time decision. If he does not play, or even if he does play and and is less than 100%, there could be a lot of opportunities for Sky Moore to to sort of get the ball. I, I will sort of throw the caveat in there that this could be similar to last year where you know, after Kelsey, I don't know that Mahomes is going to lock in on one particular receiver. So we could have Sky Moore weeks. There very well could be uh, Kadarius Tony weeks. Um, you know, some of these other guys may get some opportunities. Marquez Valdez-Scantling could hit a couple of long plays. So week to week, it could be a little bit of a frustrating proposition, but I do think we're going to see Sky Moore elevate himself from where he was last year. 
Marcus Grant joining us on Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas, um, analyst with NFL Media and uh, a part of Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life show as well. Marcus, uh, you talk about um, puzzling things in the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Uh, the running back position, I, we had several text messages coming during the morning show today asking about it. Um, between Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco, do you think it's going to be a pretty split-duty type role between those two? I, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire has fallen out of favor, but is technically still in the mix. Where do you grade out these running backs, and are you even consider starting them in, in any formats? I think this is a week where you can maybe give a, a shot to Isaiah Pacheco or Jarek McKinnon. Again, Travis Kelsey being out of the mix potentially changes so much for this offense. Over the course of the season, McKinnon is the guy I like better just because he's the guy who's probably going to catch the football a little bit more than the other two. He also seems to be very explosive. We saw him at the end of last season really take over down the stretch and all throughout the playoffs and the Super Bowl. So I think you can't really discount what you saw there. But on the whole, just understand that none of these guys – are going to consistently be big-time fantasy scorers. They are going to sort of split the work, as you mentioned. And the way it works, I mean, yes, we look at Clyde Edwards-Alaire as sort of the third wheel in this whole operation, but I, I have a sense that at some point in the season, he's going to frustrate us. He's going to show up and have a big game sort of out of nowhere. Nobody's going to see coming. And for everybody who starts Pacheco or McKinnon, they're going to be frustrated. It's amazing when you talk about the Chiefs and this offense and how – awesome they are and how much they score that besides Travis Kelsey, there isn't one other guy here, one other skill position player that you feel confident starting week to week. I guess it's the genius of Andy Reid. It's the brilliance of Patrick Mahomes that makes this thing go. But for fantasy, it is head scratching that an offense that can be so good can be so difficult to figure out for our purposes. Steering away now from uh, the Detroit-Kansas City matchup tonight into uh, the rest of the weekend, everybody always talks about, you know, the good teams and, and so many weapons they have. And instead of taking, say, a third or fourth wide receiver off one of these contending teams, th- there's still plenty of bad teams around the NFL with some intriguing fantasy option, options still. The Texans, the Rams, the entire NFC South. Are, are there any players from those teams in particular uh, that have your eye as whether it be maybe a waiver wire pickup after or before week one or, or even worth drafting or starting this weekend? I, I've been big on Damian Pierce all offseason long, and as we've gotten closer to the start of the season, the signs sort of point to him having a pretty significant role in the offense. The only concern is that the Texans will probably be trailing in a lot of games, so that could limit what Pierce's ultimate ceiling is, but I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity. And if they add some pass catching to his role, then that certainly elevates his ceiling. You talk about the NFC South, and it is going to be kind of a slog in that division. Chris Olave obviously is a guy that that everybody loves. I really am buying into Jawan Johnson as a second tight end option. He's not a guy you're going to start every week, but this could be a week where Jawan Johnson gets some opportunity as the tight end there in New Orleans against a Texan secondary that has not been very good in a game where I think they're going to ask Derek Carr to throw the football a lot. They are not going to have Alvin Kamara because of the suspension. Kendra Miller, the rookie they drafted, has been banged up, and it's a lot to ask Jamal Williams to take 25, 30 carries in a game. So this could be a week where we see Derek Carr really get to let it loose a little bit. So we know Olave is going to get his. Michael Thomas, I think, is going to be an interesting proposition. But Jawan Johnson has very much sleeper tight end appeal this week. And if you are a person who streams 
these tight ends, it's worth sort of holding on to him, uh, keeping him somewhere on your bench because there could be other weeks where he has some value for you. Marcus Grant joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. You can catch his work with NFL Media, Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life, and get him on Twitter at Marcus G. Uh, Marcus, we got our text lines going here. We mentioned you were coming on and said, send our the questions our way. Uh, so I'm going to throw a few at you here. Uh, Sylvan Lake chases Javante Williams, guys. Is he going to be getting some touches this weekend? Uh, we know injuries have played a, a, a bit of a role with him last season. The potential is there. But what do you think about Javante Williams in Denver this year? I like Javante. I, I loved Javante last year, and unfortunately he was hurt early in the season, had that, that really awful knee injury. I was very encouraged to see him get back on the field the way he did throughout the preseason. So I do think he has some value. I would not discount Samaje P. Ryan there for a couple of reasons. One, I think the Broncos aren't going to overwork Williams this early in the season. They love him. They think he has a future there. They also don't want to rush him back to the field, give him too much work and then have him get injured again, maybe you know injure something else trying to compensate. So I think that gives P. Ryan an opportunity. The other part of it is Sean Payton. Payton historically has been a coach who likes to use multiple running backs. He did that for years when he was with the New Orleans Saints, most notably having Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram working in tandem. And P. Ryan was a guy that we saw last year in Cincinnati do a very good job on third downs in a two-minute drill, catching the football. I think he's going to contribute that way as well. So, look, I think Williams gets some work. I think he's going to have a really nice game against a bad Raider defense, but I do think that Samaj P. Ryan is going to be involved as well. Uh, Slurpee Sean asks you, Drake, London, or Raheem Mostert, or Mostert in week one for the flex position? In week one, I go with Mostert. I like Drake London long term. I, I think that having a change in quarterback is going to do him well, but I look at this Chargers-Dolphins game this week as being one of the higher-scoring games of the week. You've got two very good offenses that, that can score a lot of points. And on top of it, for the Dolphins, Jeff Wilson is on injured reserve, so he's going to miss the first four weeks of the season. I don't think they're going to ask a lot of the rookie Devon A-chain in the first couple weeks of the year. And the Chargers have a really bad run defense, so I know a lot of people People have pointed to Mostert's age being you know, over 30 years old and wondering how much he has left. Well, early in the season, that's less of a concern. You've had all offseason to rest, to get healthy, to get strong, and be ready for this opportunity. So in week one, with not a lot of, not a lot of people behind him to take opportunities and a bad run defense, this feels like a good chance for Raheem Mostert to get off to a quick start. Marcus, one more here for you. Kadarius Tony or Jahan Dotson this week? I would probably – Tony is, is sort of an enigma. I think everyone loves his talent. We're not sure exactly what his role is. I think especially with him being hurt this offseason, the, the Chiefs are optimistic he's going to be available tonight uh, against Detroit, but you wonder how much he's going to be available and what packages they're going to have him in. Meanwhile – I think the arrow is pointing up for Jahan Dotson. I'm expecting good things from him this year. He was a, a nice wide receiver, kind of a second or third wide receiver to take in the middle rounds of things. I think Sam Howell is going to have a nice year in Eric Bieniemy's offense. And and they're playing the Cardinals, uh, who we, we are expecting are going to be pretty awful this year. This is a chance for Bieniemy to sort of flex in his first week as the, the commander's play caller, and I think Jahan Dotson is going to be a big part of that. 
Uh, Connor lied one more for you here, uh, Marcus. Marcus Grant, the fantasy analyst with NFL Media, uh, also part of Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, Marcus. Last one, the Seattle Seahawks, a, a team that surprised a ton of people last year. Geno Smith, you know, bouncing back. And a team that might not be getting a ton of talk just because of how potent the Niners look out in the in the NFC West. But with the addition of uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, DK Metcalf, Ty- Tyler Lockett already there, do any of those three receivers look like they're going to separate themselves as a legitimate uh, WR1 uh, on a fantasy team? I think that they are all sort of, well, I won't say all, but I think Metcalf and Lockett are sort of fringe wide receiver ones. I've been drafting Lockett. I, I keep saying that rumors of Tyler Lockett's fantasy demise are greatly exaggerated. The last couple of years, he has outperformed DK Metcalf, and his draft price was a whole lot nicer for fantasy managers. I think those two will take the majority of the work. I'm curious to see, because Jackson Smith and Jigba was hurt during the preseason, but there is some talk he could be ready for week one. I think it may be in a limited role. And I do think he's going to really perform well for for Seattle this season, but he's the third of the three for now. So I, I look at JSN as kind of a wide receiver three option at this point in the season, but Lockett's a guy that I've been all in on this offseason. Marcus, thanks so much for doing this today. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight, the game Sunday, Monday, and hopefully we can get you on later on in the season. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Enjoy football this year. You as well. Take care. That is Marcus Grant, of course, fantasy analyst with NFL Media, part of Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life. Give him a follow on Twitter at Marcus G. Always appreciate him coming on. And he was our fantasy wizard brought to you by the Canadian Brew House, sending you to the Super Bowl. You can go hang out with Brandon tonight down at the Ellerslie location. If you're on the south side, if you're not, make the trip. But there are, like, locations everywhere for the CBH. So if you just want to go to one of their locations, you can do that too. Uh, I want to get to some of these questions very quickly. Uh, we do appreciate all the texts that are coming in. So we're going to try to get to as many as we can here in the next like two minutes before we go to break. Okay. This is from Chris, the plumber. Hey guys, what do you play? I need two of the three miles Sanders, David Montgomery, Cortland Sutton, Brandon, who you got? Two of the three there, I think David Montgomery really looks like the odd man out yep. of them. Um, miles Sanders should, I mean, I know a lot of people, especially at Edmonton, are rooting for Chubba Hubbard to to really push him for for both downs and touches. But at the moment, Miles Sanders is the unquestioned RB1. Uh, they went out of their way to bring him into the system. Um, David Montgomery, I think he's going to split time with Jameer Gibbs, especially off the start, but will very quickly uh, fall into a legitimate backup role mm-hmm. we, we've said it we said it yesterday i've said it this morning uh, the draft capital spent on jameer gibbs they're going to give him every opportunity uh, to move the ball so yeah i would have montgomery as the odd man out there yeah you you nailed it totally agree with what you said there that's who i had in my head in Cortland sutton i mean there's injuries in denver uh they need someone to throw the ball to i think he's going to be the uh, beneficiary of that one uh, in my super flex league is Anthony Richards an all-right second QB, or should I hit the waiver wire? First quarterback is Allen. Uh, I like Anthony Richards, and I think if you were going to build a quarterback in the lab, he is the prototype. He's got the size, the athleticism, uh, the arm. The question is experience. You know, he didn't play that many games in Florida, didn't win that many games, so so that's a knock, and I personally thought you sit him for the entirety of the year, but he's gone in there. I mean, I heard he was in the facility for eight hours on an off day. You know, people leave messes in the uh, 
cafeteria. He's cleaning them up. He seems like he's a great guy. He's committed. He's leading. I think once uh, it gets a little hectic in there in the pocket, we might see some mistakes, but that's when the athleticism kicks in and maybe he runs the ball. So, hey, I'd, I'd roll with him for now. If it doesn't work, you make the change later on, but I like him for now. What do you think of Anthony Richardson? The the comparables coming out, I mean, are, are, are Cam Newton-esque, right? You listed off all the intangibles are there. It, Indianapolis, I don't think, has the system around him to support him being a great fantasy option in his rookie season, especially without Jonathan Taylor. If he does come back off the pup list and actually plays for the Colts and returns to that form that we've seen from him in the past, an MVP caliber player in the NFL, then all of a sudden you get that great uh, RPO possibility with Richardson and, and Taylor in the backfield. Then all of a sudden, I think you're laughing. But for the time being, when your options are Zach Moss and, and, and Deion Jackson, I'm not quite as sold on it. And, and the Colts offensive line, a lot of question marks in, in that mix, too. In a super flex, if you, if you said you have Josh Allen as your top one, that's as legitimate as it gets. I'd be skeptical about starting Richardson, at least off the start, uh, until we actually know what we're working with here. It's a risky play, one that I probably wouldn't make myself. Uh, trainer Mark says, because we were talking about draft day fails, uh, started a league, 10 teams, three keepers. One player had set up his queue, but with his lower picks, his phone froze, and first overall pick he selected Antonio Gibson in round one. That's from Trainer Mark. Yeah, that would, hey, good player, probably a little bit earlier. Uh, Jordan asking if we have episodes coming up on the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, if you go to Fantasy Frenzy AM on Twitter, uh, we'll pin our f- podcast links there, and you can certainly uh, subscribe and follow, get those numbers up, download. We would really appreciate that. Uh, that goes a long way for us. And, uh, yeah, uh, check it out at Fantasy Frenzy AM on Twitter. We'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll get to more of your texts. Uh, for those of you who did send in the keyword beer to one 401 I replied. So uh, check your phone. Uh, if you can, reply with your full name and email, and we'll get you guys set up for the game Huskies-Wildcats this weekend at JP Bowl. You're listening to Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky here on Sports 1440. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. My name is Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas. Fantasy Frenzy, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. Check them out, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. The text line is 1-833-401-1440 if you want to email us. Some people like to email still. I personally you know, don't. You'll just see me firing off a text, but Connor at sports1440.ca, Brandon at sports1440.ca, and uh, you can get us on the social media. I am at Connor Halley. We're also at AM, or sorry, Fantasy Frenzy AM, and Brandon, you are at B underscore A underscore D 1727. That is correct. That's so it. It's a mouthful, but you know, that's the the circumstance of starting a Twitter page when you're younger and your name is not an option. Yeah. Y- y- the creativity is not flowing quite as good when you're 14 years old and, you know, without making something that's lewd or saying, you know, Ducks fan uh, 2392. This was my best of available options, but it's still not great. Still not great. You know, I, uh, I mean, it, I guess it depends what year you were born and how old you were, but we all probably went through that weird hotmail phase. Um, Conair 103 was mine. Uh, I don't think it's still active, but yeah, hey, 
we're not going to judge you for that one. And, and once you find Brandon on Twitter, I promise you it's worth it. So search him out, give him a follow. And uh, if you have any questions regarding fantasy sports, make sure you at us. Uh, lots of texts coming in here regarding fantasy football. Man, we found something here. People absolutely love their fantasy sports. And uh, we'll continue on here on Sports 1440. Yeah, I'll get into the hockey, do some NBA. Uh, we can do some daily fantasy sports as well. We'll have some special stuff when we get to the majors in golf too, because there's some fun stuff you can do there. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Uh, we got a text coming in to 1440 here. I'm wondering if uh, this might be one of your buddies potentially trolling <laughs> you. Uh, it says it's from Brandt, but he's signed by Art. Uh, hey, Art, fellas. Art Vandalay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, Vandalay Industries, right? Yeah. What do they do with that with that industry? Uh, importing, <laughs> exporting. Uh, hey, fellas, just wondering what Brandon's pick is for the weekly parlay. Vraden is wanting to know. And you and your buddies do a weekly parlay. You each do one, and then you place it. Yeah, you guys kind of have something similar going on the Gregor show this uh, this year as well, right? Yeah, a, little, Alberta. a little fan input with Play Alberta. So yeah, a group of uh, four friends and myself, we kind of each make one pick uh, a week. And it kind of depends on, you know, when you, if the lines are available yet. And the, the summer has been tough because uh, basically all there is to bet on is baseball or one of our buddies is our WNBA insider. He he's His pick is those games a lot. Um, but uh, Brant, don't worry, I'll get back to the uh, the group chat as soon as I can here. You know, I'm trying to run a radio show in the meantime. Yeah, he's a little busy, but he'll, he'll get Get back to you in a little bit. Uh, WNBA, I, I picked up uh, the Phoenix Mercury as my team last year, and uh, it was great. Not as good as Vegas. That Kelsey Plum, man, she's good. She's good. But uh, yeah, I mean, hey, if you can if you can profit off the WNBA, go for it. Uh, text coming in here, Corey from Innisfail down uh, your neck of the woods. Hey? Innisfail, home of the Danes Ranch Rodeo. <laughs> there you go. Uh, should I start Cleo Herbert, running back, or Mike Williams, Chargers wide receiver? I mean, I'm biased. I'm going to go with Mike Williams. I, I think he's going to get targeted from what I've heard. You know, this Kellen Moore offense, they like to throw the ball deep. They like to push the ball downfield. And Mike Williams, I, I believe it was one set on Monday Night Football. It's not 50-50. It's 90-10 when it's, you know, him versus a defensive back. So I like Mike Williams. Uh, he's a threat in the red zone uh, going up against Miami. Obviously, the Chargers are going to need to put up a lot of points to keep up with Miami. So I like Mike Williams. Uh, what do you think? Brandon? I don't know if there's a wrong choice here. Khalil Herbert, from all the reports coming out of Bears training camp, is that he's looked really good, and uh, there's going to be an opportunity with the departure of um, David Montgomery to Detroit. Like They brought in Dante Foreman, who who did really well, actually, after uh, McCaffrey left Carolina last season, but I, I think Herbert is a guy that, much like we just talked about with Richardson, um, would be leaning on Jonathan Taylor in his situation. A running quarterback having a very viable uh, and dependable running back alongside him makes the offense that much more dynamic. Um, um, and yeah, you're probably going to lose some goal line opportunities too. Justin Fields just running it in himself. But I, I don't know if there's any wrong wrong answer here. Mike Williams, of course, has to share targets with Keenan Allen, who's a, who's a monster in that regard. So I, I like both. Um, but if I had to pick one, I would concur with you, Connor. I'm a, I'm a huge Mike Williams guy. Jump ball. He's the man. Keenan Allen can be great for uh, 10 receptions for 80 yards and no touchdowns. And then Mike Williams will be like three receptions, 80 yards, one or two touchdowns. It's it's a dynamic they've worked on. Keenan Allen, if you could get bonus points for third downs or like first downs converted, he would be an absolute stud. PPR, he is very good for. Uh, Jim texting in saying, so quarterbacks. We're starting a six-team league with my grandson. So I went auto-draft. Quarterbacks didn't start going to the fifth round. I got Jackson in round six. 
I assume we're talking Lamar. Okay, Jim, I love that idea, getting the grandkids involved, a six-team league. I'm in an eight-team league, and it's it's just for fun with my buddies. We have a good time with it. It's so much more enjoyable when you have a bye week problem, and then you look at the waiver wire, and there's just tons of good pieces. So some people might knock the the fewer team leagues out there, but I'm a big fan of it. I'm in a 12 team league. Yeah, it's something it's frustrating more than anything. The eight team league is just a good time had by all. And I like that one. Lamar Jackson, you know, we we've often talked about him and what he can do with his, his legs because he's such an elite athlete, but he's efficient as a passer and outside of Mark Andrews, when's he really had a, a legit number one receiver that can beat the press, that can beat double coverage? Hollywood Brown is a big play guy, but he that's not you know, he's he's not that guy. Uh Odell Beckham Jr. has shown he can be, obviously coming back from injury, that's gonna be a question. Uh Zay Flowers out of Boston College, their first round pick. I think he's a guy who is interesting, or Todd Bateman if he stays healthy. Like it, it seems like, you know, now that they've paid Lamar Jackson and given him all that money. It's like, let's build around him. Let's get him some receivers. Crabtree was there for a bit, but he was he was aging. Um, they brought in guys who were probably past their prime, but now you've got two young receivers with a veteran Odell Beck. You've got Mark Andrews, uh, J.K. Dobbins, if he can get healthy. I really like Lamar Jackson fantasy-wise, and I probably slept on, slept on him a little bit. Yeah, the Ravens have kind of really pivoted, and, and I think it speaks to their their outlook, like you said, about, okay, if we are going to make this financial investment into our quarterback, then we better actually make the team competitive or more competitive around them and not just rely on a, a ground-and-pound type game. The Ravens are a team that I'm really excited to watch this year, uh, the, the new Monk offense that they're going to be implementing. J.K. Dobbins is a guy I've been very high on, uh, and him, if like I said, if he can get healthy and stay healthy, it will, he's he's dynamic back there. But Zay Flowers, I think a very strong contender for offensive rookie there. He's going to get a lot of opportunities, and Odell being that uh, security blanket as as a dependable player, uh, along with Mark Andrews for checkdowns and stuff. Th- this Ravens offense should be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I whenever you get a chance to watch Lamar Jackson, I mean, it, it's going to be flashy, but he he gets slept on for his ability to throw the football. So I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. Like he said, uh, guys, Jordan love in green Bay or Geno Smith in Seattle. Only reason I'm thinking Smith is the Rams looked awful against Denver who looked awful against everyone, but LA, um, that comes in from Mike. Yeah. I mean, Hey, Geno Smith with those receivers, if Jackson Smith and Jigba is good to go against the Rams who traded away, G, uh, Jalen Ramsey, They've got Aaron Donald, who we know in the past has wrecked game plans. I don't know, you know, Rams fans, let me know. How's he How's he looking? I like that one. Jordan Love, it's it's the great unknown. I think, you know, right now Smith is probably the safer bet, but maybe upside Jordan Love could be that guy. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, this is going to be a, a recurring thing that I think I, I will say a lot, especially leading into the first week and, and maybe even a little bit beyond is like certain players, I just I won't believe it until I see it. And and Jordan Love is going to be one of those guys where Geno Smith, we saw it. We saw it last year. He was he was great. Um, and he's only added to his arsenal of weapons uh, with, like you said, Jackson Smith and Jigba. But so I, I would definitely be going Geno Smith here. Um, the Rams are... Shadows. I mean, they went all in. Flags fly forever. Good for them. They got the the Super Bowl. But yeah, they're they're going to be a team that struggles all year long, probably on both sides of the ball a little bit. Uh, so yeah, Geno Smith, I think, is the the clear cut option here. I'm going to throw some names at you here because I know we got to wrap up quickly. Okay, Montgomery tonight against the Chiefs or Dobbins against Houston. 
Dobbins. And Keenan Allen or DK Metcalf? Those are two really, really good choices. Um, you know what? We, we just talked about it extensively. The Keenan Allen, like you know exactly what you're getting. DK Metcalf can be a really uh, thirst or fam- or uh, thrive or famine, pardon me, option. I, I would, uh, I'd be going with Keenan Allen there. PPR, Keenan Allen, standard DK Metcalf. That's my answer. I'm sticking to it. And uh, no name on this one. Oh, sorry, Mike from Vegreville. I think the Titans are going to surprise people this year. Hey, they got the Jags in their division, the Colts, and the Texans. So if if they're above average, they'll finish second in that division. At the very least, in my opinion, I think Jacksonville's going to take it. But hey, you got Derrick Henry. You got Tannehill. He's got to find his form, stay healthy, avoid getting a rookie quarterback in there or a second-year quarterback. Derrick Henry's going to pound the rock. Uh, the kid from Arkansas, uh, Traylon Burks. Trayvon? Traylon? Traylon, yeah. Traylon. I think he's... Got some upside there. It's going to be a very, very interesting. Uh, Brandon, I kicked uh, the plug and knocked out the the clock we have here. So I don't know. Do we have to wrap up? It's, yeah, uh, I think it's time. Another another great show just flies <laughs> by. It's it's hard to keep track of time because it seems like we just start and then all of a sudden uh, the show's wrapped already. Yeah, go on Twitter, say at Fantasy Frenzy AM, hashtag one more hour, <laughs> one more hour. That's what we need to get through all the fantasy talk that we have. I don't know how popular that'll be. People love low tide. <laughs> Well, here's an idea. Carius starts at 6 a.m. <laughs> oh, that's only, I mean, it's going to affect you and Carius, but hey, you guys can do 6 to 10. We'll do, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not the PD and I have no say in that, but uh, this show flies by. It's an absolute blast. We appreciate everyone who tunes in and gives us a listen. A uh, big thank you to our sponsor, obviously, Wilhawk Beef Jerky. You can check them out at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Also, our good friends at the Canadian Brew House. You can join Brandon down at the Ellerslie location night at the CBH for Thursday night football. And speaking of Brandon, we are going to join him for a Sports 1440 top of the hour update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Here's Brandon Douglas. <laughs>